0: Recording started. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report here on 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio, TalkShoe.com, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joined alongside me, well, not alongside me, he's calling in again, uh, is my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the notes to Greg. Greg, welcome.
1: Hey, Trip, how are you? I'm uh, doing okay.
0: Um, and for the I audience,
1: re- real quick, just for the audience. I mean, our shows are gonna be like this for the time being. Um, you know, we used to have a little studio that we used at the uh, local Dunkin' Donuts, but with everything going on and people not being able to go into restaurants, everything being only takeout, we don't have access to that. Um, so you know, we're working on some things, you know, but as of now, this is how the show's gonna have to be. Right. And with that
0: being said, um, the, WWE, the the voice of the WWE has been silenced. Uh, the WWE, and myself rather, I, I knew the man for many years. Uh, the WWE this past week recently lost what I believe was one of the best ring announcers ever in the wrestling business, Howard Finkel. Right now, and today, Also, is another friend of mine' birthday who just passed away, the legendary Ox Baker. So, to honor those two men, right now we will do a twenty bell salute.
1: Rest in peace, Pink.
0: Yes, rest in peace. Now,
1: though, I'm going to be honest with you. There may have been 21 bells because I got a message in the middle of doing the second set of 10. So if yeah. there's 21, then that's just, you know, one extra for, you know. Yep.
0: Ah, no. uh,
1: Couple weeks away from Money in the Bank. I guess they're doing it a little differently this year, Greg. Yeah, but before we actually get to that, I I wanted to uh, talk to you real quickly about our uh, kind of uh, fiasco on Friday night, if you want to say. Okay. Um, You know, (coughs) just want to let people know we were on another uh, podcast. We were invited to join Exposing the Turnbuckle. Um, and let's just say the show didn't go anywhere as well as we had planned. Um, we were kind of flying by the seat of our pants joining a, a newer podcast. I only think they've been around for a couple months. Um, but, you know, once again, for those of you that may have listened or heard it on either Talk show or, or Spotify or TuneIn Radio or wherever else you, you, you listen to us at, um, we had no control over what really wound up being a, a train wreck. Um unfortunately, you know you know they may be listening to this so I, I do apologize guys I'm not trying to you know you guys I've listened to a couple of other podcasts you guys do good um it's just as trivia said that you know um <coughs> excuse me <coughs> you know you guys definitely will get better um just it, it just takes a little work and you know it's tough when you have six people. All trying to have conversations, all in different locations, all on their phones. Because you don't know who's going to talk next. You don't know who's talking about what. People talk over other people and you can't hear them. And so, you know, we'll we'll try and work out something. Maybe we can get us all together again. Uh, Maybe you guys can join. Maybe they can join our show. Right. And Greg knows, just like a lot of other
0: people in the business know,
1: there are not too
0: many things in this world that I take seriously, this podcast is one of them. And when something goes wrong and something screws up, and we were invited on a show that I felt, in my opinion, I felt it was an insult to us that we started off good and then we couldn't get a word at Edgewise. And if you have somebody on your show that you invite, let them talk. I understand it was their show. They had control over their show. I was good with that. But let us get our stuff out. Let us talk about what we need to talk about and then feed in. But like Greg said, it's over with. We're going to get everything straightened out. We'll, be, we'll have them call us in a couple of weeks. Um, I've got a couple of guests that are in the works. One of them is going to be calling us the week after Money in the Bank. Okay. Uh, huh. I said, okay. Yep, he's been on the show before. Um, He's a very good supporter of the Top Rope Report, so definitely looking forward to talking to uh, the WW... I believe it's WWX or XWA or whatever it is, but he's the champion as well, so we're going to be talking to him. Okay. Uh, He's known as the the Indian Nightmare. Vinicius will be joining us again. Oh, all right. And uh, and today today at eleven at um, ten forty, right after Nuggi's news, we will be joined by the voice of PAPW. Mr. Matt Decourt will be joining us on the line. Gonna hear talk to Matt and uh, hear how he's being affected by this COVID, and hopefully he's staying healthy and his family staying healthy. And uh, gonna get to hear what Matt has to say. Right. So. All right, Greg, so what do you think now? This uh this I mean, you know, with this pandemic that's going on now and with the wrestling not having any fans and doing the pay per views differently, I'm kinda of really liking it a little bit. Right, right. Do I do yeah. Because the Money in the Bank is going to be so interesting this year
1: that I'm really fired up for Money in the Bank. I want to see how that's going to work. Right, And what, what I want to give kudos to is is to WWE Creative. Because, I mean, less than a week after... Unless this is something they had talked about previously, once they decided to go on to Money in the Bank, and then the arena... Um, the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland was where it was supposed to be, but they've canceled all events at the arena. Um, I want to say through till July, no later, no earlier than July 1st, I believe is what I read. Um, so they were ready to go on with the show, so I, I'm, I'm wondering if they already had something in mind before the arena officially canceled, but less than a week did they they've come out with this new um, Climb the Corporate Ladder, Um, Money in the Bank ladder match where the two ladder matches are going to be held at WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut, 45 minutes away from where we are. Um, And it's going to start on the first floor and end on the roof. Yeah, I know. That's going to be real interesting as to how they're going to do that. I mean, well, you'll, you'll see people, I don't know, maybe you'll see, you know, one, you know, you know they'll be fighting on the first, and, you know, they're going up staircases, and somebody gets knocked out on, like, the third floor, and all of a sudden, boom, he pops out the elevator at the end or something. I know. Uh, I don't know, but the only thing is I'm thinking is they can't, they, they obviously, they can't tape it, like, today. It's it's only 50 degrees, and because right. the, the pay per views kind of at night, you kind of want to do it later in the day at least to, you know, simulate it being live. <laughs> um, so, you know, when it's 38 degrees outside at 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night, you can't do that. So I, I honestly would imagine they're, if not live on May 10th, where it's not, you know, May Mid early mid early to mid May is okay in the Northeast, um, so I, I'm really interested in seeing the matches.
0: What well, I'm interested in is fucking
1: traffic.
0: <laughs> what traffic? You no, know, you know, I mean you can see the building from ninety five. I ninety five. Right. You can you can see
1: the the entire building, the roof, and everything else. How many people are actually going to be driving by, stopping on the highway, and looking at it? Well, I mean, A, if, if they do it live, um, then, I mean, it, by the time the latter matches go, it's nine, ten o'clock at night on a Sunday night on 95. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be that big of a deal.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to see. I mean, you never know what WWE is going to do.
1: Uh, what do they have lined up for a card yet, Greg? Well, right now they have four matches. Um, the women's match... There are four competitors confirmed. Asuka, Shayna Baszler, and Nia Jax, who all competed on Monday Night Raw. Um, Dana Brooks um, competed on Friday Night SmackDown to qualify. And then they have one more match set up for next Friday, as it's Lacey Evans taking on Sasha Banks for right to be in a ladder match. Uh, Then they have the men's ladder match, which officially... um, Hold on one second. My phone just... Okie dokie has Daniel Bryan as the only official competitor. Um, there are four other qualifying matches: three on Monday Night Raw this week, one on SmackDown next week. The three on Monday Night Raw are Rey Mysterio vs. Buddy Murphy, or sorry, Murphy, um, Alistair Black versus Austin Theory, and Apollo Cruz versus MVP are the Raw ones. And then the other SmackDown one is Drew Gulak versus. King Corbin. Um, there's a title match for the Universal Title set in place. It is Braun Strowman defending his Universal Title against Bray Wyatt, not the Fiend. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and then there's the SmackDown Women's Title. Tamina, who defeated Sasha Banks, will be taking on the SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey.
0: Okay. It's
1: gonna be uh. Going to
0: be interesting. I'm not too wild about the way they're starting off with the raw men's matches. I mean, Apollo Cruz, MVP. I mean, I understand that they cut a lot of guys, that they you know released a lot of guys and future endeavors and everything, but and it's still early. After the card's only what two weeks
1: away. Um, I think but it's three weeks from today. Three weeks, but you you can come up with somebody better than those <laughs> guys. Well, so you figure uh, just of the matches that they have. Um, you figure obviously Daniel Bryan's already in. I'm um, gonna imagine King Corbin's gonna be Drew Gulak. I'm gonna say just for nostalgic reasons, MVP will beat Apollo Cruz. Then I mean Aleister Black and Murphy. I mean, that's not that bad. Um, I just want to see who that sixth person is that they add in is going to be. Oh, you um, mean Aleister Black, Austin Theory? No. Well, those two are wrestling each other. So one of the two oh, of them okay, will be yeah, yeah, So I'm, not- I'm, I'm, I'm guessing winners. So Murphy oh, okay. Murphy over Mysterio, you know, yeah. Aleister Black over Theory, and I'm saying MVP over Apollo Crews, King Corbin over Drew Gulak. So then that, I mean, I want to see who that sixth person is going to be to make it that much more interesting.
0: Right. So, from what I'm understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, which I usually am, but uh, with all these matches they have going on, those are qualifying matches, so they're still going to be doing...
1: The ladder match the same way, correct? Climb up the top, grab the case, and you're, and you're the winner. Well, yeah, but it's going to start on the main floor of Titan Towers. So you're going to fight your way through the office building, get all the way up to the top, to the roof, <laughs> to get into a ring to climb a ladder to get the the briefcase.
0: I know. That's going to be amazing. So. On Taking some water.
1: Yeah, that should be um something different. That's yes. next Yep. Now where so, the where the other matches are gonna be held, nobody knows. Um they haven't determined they haven't said whether they're gonna be at another arena, if they're gonna be at the performance center, or what they're gonna do. I mean Harbor Yard, Bridgeport, you know, down there, that's not too far away from Stanford. I'm sure they could accommodate matches there if you needed, um, you know, so if they're bringing everybody up to Connecticut or how they're going to do the matches, that has yet to be determined.
0: Right. So it's going to be, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, how how that's going to play out and how they're going to work that. So,
1: what did you think of the matches this week, Raw and SmackDown? Um, well, I mean, if you wanted to start off with Raw, I I mean, I thought, I mean, I thought Raw was okay. Um, I actually, I don't know, I get mixed reviews uh, about Raw. Um, (coughs) excuse me, um, they had some qualifying matches. Once again, Oscar took on Ruby Riot. Oscar's um, becoming more entertaining. I guess it, it's she's to me. It looks like she's coming more out of her shell. Um, ever since she did commentating on Raw with Michael Cole, um, you've totally seen a different side of Oscar, which is I think is a good thing. Um, yep. Her dancing to Ruby Riot's music. As Ruby Riot was coming in, and then the look that Ruby Riot gave her—if not—if eyeballs were knives, she would have stabbed her ten times. Um, the match itself was okay. Um, I'd give it about a B, B plus. Okay,
0: I would, t- I, I would, I would tend to agree with that because not only if
1: she's not too entertaining, Oscar does put on a good show. Right. Um, then, oh what was his name? Alistair Black fought somebody from, and I think he's from NXT UK. Uh, Alistair Black to Raw is what Sheamus is to SmackDown. These are guys that are talented, that are good, that can be dominant figures, but they keep putting them in the ring with shit mucks. I mean, wow. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I now, when we talk about SmackDown, I'll, we, I'll, I kind of see where they're going with Sheamus, but I'm slight part of me, although Daniel Bryan's in a lot of match, wouldn't mind seeing Aleister Black win the briefcase, but Oof. I don't know. Um, then there was the, uh, I mean, Shayna Baszler or Sarah Logan. Um, it was a quick match. It was what looked to be a devastating match. Um, Shayna Baszler made quick work of Sarah Logan. Um... She had knocked her down. Sarah Logan would put her arm down, her right arm down to help push herself up. And Shayna came and and kicked him. And when you looked in the slow motion, the way her arm belted, I I swear it did look like it snapped her arm. But it also could have just been the way she bent her wrist to make it look that way a little more. But it it looked like (laughs) she could have easily broken her arm.
0: Um, I know.
1: I even went ouchy on that one. Yeah. And the way she was screaming and yelling and screaming.
0: Yeah. Kind of like Rhea Ripley trying to sell that knee injury. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, as far as SmackDown goes, I agree with you because who the fuck was that guy Seamus was fighting? I don't know. Seriously? Um, you've got all these guys that are on
1: the roster. And I mean I don't yeah, I mean yeah, he's going over bitching at Michael Cole. Michael Cole really doesn't have anything to do with it. Well but, uh, what he, but what he was bitching at Michael Cole about is for the second straight week after a Sheamus match, they went to the Jeff Hardy vignette. So before Sheamus <laughs> is even out of the ring, Michael Cole started talking about Jeff Hardy. So obviously okay. obviously when this is all said and done um, probably the first SmackDown after Money in the Bank, um, you'll you'll see Jeff Hardy out into the ring, and then Sheamus come out. I think that's going to be a feud that we're going to see is Sheamus Jeff Hardy. Yep, and I think they're gonna. I think that things have been patched up between Jeff Hardy and the WWE, and I wouldn't be surprised if they start giving Jeff Hardy a push. Well, that's why they're doing these weekly vignettes to show his story of of where he started. His, his, you know, this past week was his downfall of his arrests and his, you know, literally being drunk and stoned and talking on, on you know, through the internet and, you know, being videoed and stuff like that. And, and then probably next week will be his rise back to, you know, him and his brother's triumphant return to WrestleMania and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and that's unusual too because usually they like to keep, Stuff
0: like that with the drugs and the alcohol, they usually like to try and keep that hush hush, right? And I think it's—I think it's, it speaks volumes for the WWE to to bring that out and you know let people know, hey, you know this guy's gone through some hard times. This is his story.
1: We're we're gonna do something and you know run with it, right? I so, will—I will tell you one thing about SmackDown. Um, it it. it... It only, I mean, Naomi and Dana Brooke was was an okay match. Um, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, I mean, that was a good match. Um, I'd probably give that one a B B plus. The rest of the show was horrible, um, except for one part. Um, I'm not sure how much of it you saw, if any, but the in-ring confrontation between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Yeah. Sonya Deville. I mean this this was the most I've ever seen her talk at one time. She was excellent.
0: Yes, I she was.
1: if if they can bank off of that, if she can give in ring promos like that with her MMA style fighting that she has and, and then adding in her wrestling,
0: She's she she
1: could get a big push off of this if they Absolutely. do it right. Yep.
0: Yep. Now,
1: that's that's being because I wanted to talk to you about that. What's
0: what's your take on that? I mean, are they going to are they gonna side with Mandy Rose in this feud? Are they
1: going to side with Sony well, Deville in this feud? I, I, I'm hoping that the focus of the I mean, unfortunately, I think the focus of the feud is going to be Mandy Rose and Sony Deville, not more Otis and Ziggler. And because Mandy Rose is the golden goddess, I'm... I'm quote-unquote terrified that they're going to put Mandy over Sonya Deville when, come on, Mm -hmm. realistically, you put them two into a fight, there's no contest. Little puffy-wuffy Mandy Rose is going to get her shit splattered all over the place.
0: And did you notice um, Mandy Rose cut her off when when Sonya Deville was getting ready to tell her? About, her. I, I think, I think
1: Sony Deville was getting ready to tell her that she was having feelings for her. I, I don't, and, I, I don't think so. I don't. But, I mean, but also, could
0: it be a valet for Dolph Ziggler, so to speak, as well?
1: Sony I Deville mean, being we, Dolph Ziggler's valet. Yeah, you know, no. confident. You know, like like Selena Vega does with her. No, with her. no. Selena, no. Vega, Selena Vega is just... I mean, okay, she can perform in the ring, but she's not... In my eyes, she's not a wrestling superstar. I think Sonya Deville could be a WWE women's division superstar.
0: Okay. I can see that. I mean, I can see where you're going with that. And like I said, I'm glad that they let her, you know get some work on the mic. Cause like you said, she was excellent. Yep. And it, where, where they're going to go with that. I mean, that's going to be interesting to see how the WWE is going to play out with that. Yep. So, but, uh, yeah, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a pretty interesting couple weeks. You know, like I said, unfortunately, I don't get to see Monday Night Raw on Mondays unless I watch some of it on, USA, but I do get to see SmackDown, and, you know, that thing with um, Braun Strowman, too, when he brought out the little lamb head or horse head or whatever the hell it was. The black sheep. Black sheep. The black yeah, sheep, yeah, that mask. was, yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of interesting, too, because I love to see, I, I love the look on Alexa Bliss's face when he pulled that out, and she went, whoa, you know I mean? Yeah. But um, I really don't think that's going to be as great a match as people think it's going to be. I think Braun Strowman is going to annihilate him.
1: Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I I think, I mean, what it'll probably do is it'll probably be, you know, eventually, you know, a win by Braun Strowman. Um, And because they can pre-tape things, um, I think you'll, maybe at the end of the match, you'll, you know, they'll do some quote-unquote TV magic Um, Bray Wyatt will be in the ring, it'll go dark, The Fiend will show up on the screen Um, Then all of a sudden it'll go dark again and then boom The lights will come back on and The Fiend will be in the ring Um, Put the Mandible Claw on, big Braun Strowman Knock him down and then that'll set up another match This time between The Fiend and Braun Strowman Okay, I I can definitely
0: see the WWE going in that direction as well Another thing I want to talk to you about, too, is your feelings on WWE
1: putting the titles back on the new day. Uh, I mean, this is eight times now. Right. Now, so now they're, quote-unquote, one away from tying the Dudley Boys for the most tag team um, title reigns. Um, although it, it's kind of different because there was only one tag title when the Dudleys were wrestling, now there's two tag titles, (laughs) so to me it's, you know, it's the same, but it's not, um, you know, it's like a baseball player saying, oh, they've now played in the most postseason games ever, well, fuck, there's eight rounds of playoffs now, and baseball, back in the day, there used to be two, so it's a lot different, um, I, I kind of, I mean, I, I've read online, you know, through different chat pages, people are saying, oh, this is now going to be where Miz and Morrison caused some dissension. I want to see it go a different way. Um, I know Xavier Woods is still several months away from being back, but I see them now pushing Big E. Big E coming out kind of as like taking the credit for winning. Um, You know, because Kofi didn't, but he didn't. Kind of maybe getting a little arrogance going to cause a little dissension between him and the other guys. And then maybe Big E turning on, you know, maybe even Xavier, the day Xavier comes back, you know, Big E attacks him and, you know, and kind of leaves. And that way the new day is then Xavier Woods and Kofi and they can remain as a tag team and then give Big E a singles push. Yeah, but doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of putting the title back on him? No, because he was the one that won the titles for the New Day when Kofi Kingston couldn't and Xavier Woods couldn't. Oh, God. You know, it's just one way, you know, it's just... Tired of the same old, boring... Okay, they're a tag team. You know, okay, now it's Miz against Morrison. You know, it's just... Come on. Would you like to see Miz against Morrison? I mean... I talked about that happening and thought that it was going to happen going and then actually Miz and Morrison would wrestle at WrestleMania. If you remember um, that from you know months ago, um, yeah. I thought that would. But once they put the belts on them, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why taking off of them so quickly. Yeah, I know.
0: That's why. I, that's why I was uh, when we were doing the show Friday, and we had all that time in between talking. I was able to turn around and watch that, that, uh, what you call it? What, uh, match. I to, Yeah, I was able to watch a little of that. And then I turn around and I see Xavier, I see, uh, Big E holding the title belt. And it's like, Oh my God, are you serious now? Put the titles back on the new day again. Yep. Well, I don't know. We're going to have to see. Well, we are now coming up to my favorite part of the show. We hope it's everybody else is out there too. And, uh,
1: if he's ready, there we can take it. We can uh, go right to Nuggie's news. So Greg, take it away. Okay. Well, thank you, Trib. Uh, it's going to be a little bit, you know, a quicker Nuggie's news just so we can get to our guest here shortly. Um, but as as I was talking about last week in Nuggie's news with the whole Ronda Rousey thing and and Becky Lynch coming out and saying things, um, there was a video that 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 that, I had, that had surfaced that I actually sent to the guys on the top row page. Um, about Ronda Rousey and, and how she might be missing, quote-unquote, missing in WWE. Um, the, the video quickly starts off with, you know, her laying in bed talking to her husband and then her kind of going on top of her husband, giving him a kiss, but he's see her tapping the bed three times like she pinned him. Um, she climbs a ladder to change a light bulb. Um, you know, Her husband's in, you know, I think his name is Travis, is in there and, you know, ask her if she's okay, and she's she, like, okay. And he's like, Devon, and it's Devon Dudley. He says, get the table, and they get the table, and she jumped off the ladder onto the table. You know, kind of saying that she, you know, maybe she does miss WWE more. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Jim Cornette. Many of you that, that know him um, to be very, very vocal and and not one to hold back punches. Um, I have an exact quote in reference to Ronda Rousey. Uh, DJ had shared this video with us um, just about 15 minutes before we came on the show, so I'm not even sure if trips off, but I'm going to read exactly um, what he posted, and I pulled up the wrong post. Sorry, 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 damn it, son of a motherless piece of, uh, where is he, where is he, where is he, here we go, okay. You didn't do it by yourself at WrestleMania 34. Triple H laid that fucking match out specifically because he wanted you to get over. Kurt Angle was her partner and Ronda Rousey performed her part admirably. And she did have a good persona and I loved the game face and did her deal and treated the business seriously when she was in the fucking ring. But apparently now, and I should have known, something was wrong when she was the one who had the nervous breakdown twice when she lost two fucking MMA fights. Broke down crying and basically quit the business there because she lost twice. So she's a mental case. But now we found out, oh, it was just so hard. It was just so hard. I was on the road 200 nights a year making seven figures. I don't know exactly what her contract was. But her pay was for the fucking year, it's been reported at $1.5 million. But I know the WWE, and if anyone thinks Ronda Rousey didn't make over a million dollars, you're fucking insane. And 200 days a year, my fucking asshole bleeds for you, darling. You've insulted every single person that ever got into the wrestling business that didn't come in given a six-figure contract by the WWE and their fucking efforts and diminished that. You whine and you gripe and you pussy needs powdered because you were on the road 200 days a year. You have no more respect and you gained no more respect for the business. Then to come out and now that you're done with it, obviously calling fake bites and playing with your friends, you were just enjoying yourself for a couple of million bucks a year or whatever while Vince flew you around the fucking country and pampered you. So anyway... Fuck you and your fucking fake fights, and you're playing with friends. You pampered, overpaid fucking douchebag. Hey, that was Jim Cornette. That was Jim Cornette. That he, I, can, I mean, he went off on this lady. That man should be in the hall of fame. Oh yes, yes. It,
0: he really should be. I don't know why he's not,
1: but he's got. He should be in the hall of fame already. So
0: and,
1: and so it just and then I, I so. I'm now more and more thinking, not that Jim Cornette is part of it, um, because I don't know even if he has anything actively going on with WWE or not. But this week on Tuesday night on FS1, I think it is, that WWE backstage, it's a night of the ladies where there's an hour long special um, having to do with Ronda Rousey, then Becky Lynch, and then Charlotte Flair. I don't know if it's in that order. But those three leading to a WWE backstage that's an all-women's, where it's going to be Paige, um, Ember Moon, uh, obviously Renee Young, and and I forget who the fourth woman is. There's another woman that's involved. Um, My mind just went blank. So it's a tribute to, but if Ronda Rousey is not coming back, why is WWE wasting all this time? promoting or even putting stuff out about ronda rousey so um you know just kind of just kind of keep an eye out for that um as to what what might be happening my i'm beginning to have everybody obviously knows my favorite male wrestler is dane o'brien my favorite female wrestler is alexa bliss um but i'm telling you right now Bailey is quickly, quickly climbing the ladder. Um, I absolutely love this role, this heel role that she's putting on. Um, little things that she just says, little things that she does. I don't know if it's because, maybe because now she's a heel, she's given more leeway as far as vocally speaking, because now you know what? She can say whatever she wants because she doesn't have to worry about the little kids in the audience and, and her stupid blow-up things that, that would fly up and she comes out. Um, but she uh, released a statement in reference to these, I mean, almost now 40 people that have been placed out of work. Um, every day I, I go back online and there's, there's more um people that have been let go from either nxt or from you know nxt developmental um that they're no longer going to be you know employing um so even though you're you're playing the heel um this just this is a quote this is what she posted in reference to um what's been going on um today was a very tough day for wrestling families everywhere As it's been for everyone around the world these last few months. I share sadness with the fans for our superstars and across the locker room for our friends on and off the screen. Every single one of them have risked a lot to be here. But who's kept me smiling is that, sorry, but what's kept me smiling is that every one of those people I text today, their responses have been very reassuring. They're remaining strong, and so can we. Let's do our best to be there for one another, and let's embrace that pro wrestling brought us all into each other's lives. Can't wait to make some more memories down the road. Thank you guys, and love you all. So once again, Bailey's playing this total 100% heel persona, but she comes out and actually shows, you know, a a bit of sentiment, Um, and... You know, and it just shows the other side of, of you know, these guys are, they're performing. Um, I know this is one of the conversations we had Friday night where it, it's no longer just professional wrestling. It, it's pro wrestling entertainment. And and if they're not there to entertain, then what are they there for? Yep. And one last little snippet, um, we, we obviously, we, we kind of had a little bit of ups and downs about, um, the fact that wrestling in empty arena is no audience um and, and we had actually been talking about you know how it's cool to hear them actually talking in, in the ring and, and hearing things and from sources have been told that that i've read that they actually the wrestlers have been actually encouraged to talk more and talk louder so that there's a little bit of more noise other than just the commentators because once again, it's just an empty arena and this way right. it helps the viewers get more involved in because, Hey, you know what? You don't get the, ooh or the, ah, or the, ooh, you know, because there's no audience. So you can get some of that emotion built from the wrestlers themselves by being vocal in the rings. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's Nuggets news for this week.
0: All righty. Once
1: again, great job, Greg. Uh,
0: Greg, just give us yep. a hand for one second. I'm going to get a hold of our guest. Absolutely. Hold on for one okay.
1: second? Yep. So just to those of you on Anchor, right now Trivia is actually calling our guest. Um, due to just some technical issues that we had on Friday, we it's easier for us to call the guest rather than having the guest call us. Um, so, you know, once again, just, just pause with us here for a moment. Um, hope you guys are enjoying the show. If you're not, you know, sorry. We're do the best we can. Um, for those of you that do enjoy the show, thank you for your support. Um, you can reach out to either one of us on Facebook. You know, Mikey, Michael Canada is, you know, is what Trivia's page is, and mine is Greg the Nugster Chester. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Um, we also have a Top Rope Report page on Facebook. Um, Feel free to send posts and and stuff to there. We know you have some other friends that do uh, share stuff to us on Facebook. So um, I believe we're back with Mike now. Yep. Okay. Joining us right now on the line,
0: and it's an honor to talk to this guy as it is to, to see him, and right now joining us on the line is the voice of BAPW, the one
1: and only Matt Decor. Matt, welcome. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing out here? Gentlemen. Gentlemen, swearing, swearing at so early in a Sunday? I know. <laughs> so doing good, uh, man. Oh, nah, that's all right. That's all right.
0: Doing good. Good. have a couple of pressing questions to, to start off there with you. Um, Go right ahead. First of all, your feelings and your take on the passing of Howard Finkel. A tremendous loss. Absolutely tremendous loss. Um, in terms
2: of ring announcing, you know, that's my role in the professional wrestling business. And in terms of ring announcing, Finkel was the best, if not, you know, one of, if not the best to ever do it. Unquestionably, hands down. Um, You know, when I was a kid, like I used to, you know, nine, ten years old, I used to play at my wrestling toys and, you know, I used to introduce some, you know, in the voice of Howard Finkel. And he was just a tremendous talent. He was so well-known and, and a key cog in, in, the, in the WWE product at the time. And, you know, he'll be sorely missed. He's someone I look up to, someone I try to emulate. You know, not, not completely copy, but, you know, emulate a lot of, you know, uh, the cadence, you know, the tone and, and, you know, a legend. And definitely someone I look up to and uh, very sad and to hear about his passing.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there would no no out to this day would ever be going, and the new if it wasn't for the pink.
2: Oh, absolutely! That that was a key thing. I mean, I, you guys have heard. I, I certainly borrow that from him, and you know, it's just it's it's a great way to do it, and that was the inspiration right there.
0: So. Yep, and, and as a matter of fact, I spoke to a person a couple days ago when I was with Nug. Who I considered him to be the fair parent to Howard Finkel, so to speak. He was a, uh, a, a teacher at Flat High School here in Meriden, and fortunately he was able to get a job ring announcing WWE shows whenever they were in high schools, and Howard Finkel got him to go do Boston and Springfield and Madison Square Garden, but Howard Finkel told him he said, Connecticut's mine. <laughs> so when I spoke to him, he told me, he said, you know, Mr. Trump, he said, it's sad that you bring that news that news to me. He said, but the bad part about it is, is, he said, I had a dream the other night that Howard passed away. Oh, man. Now, I understand that he was ill. Yes. Uh, I don't know the extent of it. Uh, I did see a picture of him and Tommy Dreamer. Yes. Uh, in Howard's room. Uh, what a difference. Yeah, like, you know uh, i didn't even recognize him yeah i heard he
2: was uh, uh unfortunately unwell for um in recent times and you know regardless of what the cause was you know it's still it just absolutely sucks that whenever a legend like that leaves this earth. you know oh, it's, absolutely it's never easy it's never easy and you know it
0: it, it just really sucks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so it, that's it one other question too and i'll get back to my second question is what <laughs> what impact and what role did Howard Finkel play in wanting you to be in because I'm sure you probably could have done other things in wrestling right but what role did he play in your life to make you want to be strictly a ring announcer well, you know, I always knew that, you know, my, you know, just through
2: people's compliments, you know, when I'm answering the phone at, you know, my nine to five job or, you know, I took course in high school, that it would be, you know, my voice that got me anywhere in any kind of entertainment business. You That would be my entry point. And, you know, knowing that, again, you know, I'm,
0: you know, looking at, you know, WWE and, you know, there was none better than Howard
2: Finkel. And so... I would, you know, look. Uh, I would, you know, watch him on TV and, you know, kind of try and imitate, you know, how he would announce things and how he would, you know, say certain things his cadence and, and all that. And one of the uh, one of the coolest compliments I ever got from a fan at one of the PAPW shows. I'll, I'll never forget it. It was one of the uh, one of the first times I was ring announcing at one of the big shows. Um, one of the, I was asking how, you know, how did I sound? How did I you know, how did I do? Because you know, I was not unconfident, confident but you know i wanted to make sure i had it you know people that people enjoyed you know how i was doing it and that people liked how i was presenting the product and one of the, and uh, this gentleman came up to me and said uh you know he, goes, he was talking to me and he said you know i sounded you know kind of like howard finkel and i my face lit up like a christmas tree guys like it was because just the fact that you know someone would compare me to someone of that caliber like my voice, my tone, my cadence, etc. Like that was to me was a very high compliment, you know, to even you know be somewhat compared to Howard Finkel, you know, and and so I I'll never forget you know that guy saying that to me because again you know the, the Fink was esteemed as he was, and just the fact that someone would even think of comparing me to that was just it, it blew my mind, and so that that's kind of you know the impact and legacy that he has on me for sure. Yeah.
0: I I understand. Yep. Um, another question that I want to bring up to you right now, and um, it's just mind-boggling right now what's going on in the world. And it's incredible. I mean, how how are you handling the coronavirus and not being able to get out and ring it out for BAPW? And you sit there in front of a man with a hairbrush, practicing going uh, in the new, you know. <laughs>
2: Well, um, it, it certainly is challenging, and one thing I am thankful for is that I, I do work in the construction field, so work is ongoing at my company, and um, and so in terms of, you know, uh, me having, uh, you know, funds and being able to continue to survive, you know, just in general, I'm, I'm still able to do that, so I'm very thankful for that, you know, and it, you know, gives me something to do to take my mind off all the rest of the shit, you know, and it's, So that's a good thing. But in terms of missing wrestling, man, like I it, I I missed the heck out of it, you know, because regardless of, you know, the day I had, you know, that there was things going on professionally or personally before I stepped in that ring, as soon as I buttoned up my suit and tied my shoes, you know, I just felt so much better. And, you know, that was my release, my happy place when I get in that ring. And I I can't do that now. And it's it's killing me, you know, and not literally, you know, but it's just it's it's really hard. Because I want to do it and, you know, it creeps in my mind sometimes, you know, like I do practice, you know, I'm taking a shower in the morning, you know, like and I get out, look in the mirror and, you know, I think to myself, I'm like, God, it's been so long. Do I still have it? Like, you know, can I still do it? Because, and, you know, I, I was fortunate, too, because I end, I pressed pause on a very high note. Uh, the Test of Strength show, uh, Lone Survivor 2, and then the following weekend, Paradise Alley's um, Unchained event in my opinion those were two of my you know best performances that i ever did and so you know coming off of that i would have liked to have continued the momentum and unfortunately now along with the rest of most of the rest of the professional wrestling world I have to press pause yeah. and and it's 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 killing me but um we are doing some things um i know uh test strength has posted Bone survivor 2 to youtube if, if anybody's looking for something new and uh something maybe you haven't seen before definitely check that out um, Paradise Alley has been posting footage from Unchained um, uh, that that uh, they're putting up on their YouTube page, um, and uh, also on Paradise Alley, I have uh, I have word that they're uh, filming some uh, empty arena matches uh, from some undisclosed locations.
1: Yeah, the, there's, uh, that def- there's yeah, too. there's something I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> oh, go right ahead, nugget. The, that's what I was going to say, did you have any little inside information on the last man standing match? Um, I mean, I know it's something, it says, you know, coming, um, straight off their Instagram post. Um, You know, it says coming suit and undisclosed, undisclosed location, no fans, just a referee and a camera. So, obviously, this match is going to be filmed and posted. Um, Any idea as to what, because this, I mean... I, I, this is the match that I would pay. I mean, you guys are great. They charge 5, 10 bucks to for admission. I mean, 15 bucks sometimes. I would pay 50 bucks to, to see the match between these two guys, especially in a last man standing match. Any quote-unquote inside information you could, you know, give me you no know, nudge-nudge-wink-wink wink as to when we might be able to expect to see this match?
2: Well, I, I, I do have some inside information that you, it'll probably be posted within the next two to three weeks. Okay. Um, that's that's about uh, that's about all I got because again they're keeping very hush hush about it because of the circumstances. Even I don't know that much about it. Okay. Um, all I know is all I know is basically what you know is that you know they're filming it somewhere uh, at some point, and uh, you will be seeing it in the, uh, the next uh, two to three weeks. And but is... let me tell you this though, uh, is that. I, at least in terms of Bull Dread and Big Jim Anderson, not having fans around, it, it might actually be a benefit because there's no collateral damage that they have. Oh, to worry and that's about. what I'm so, saying. So, yeah. so so these guys, and you've seen it. I mean, they used to be friends, you know, that they turned on each other, and it's, it's not going to be pretty when these two guys collide. Yeah. So, so it's it's going to be, it, it, it's not going to be for the faint of heart. Let's put it like that. And, you know, not having, obviously, you know, we would much rather have fans around to see it. But again, you know, in terms of, you know, the fan safety, I think it might actually be a benefit yeah, that, you know, this is taking place behind closed doors.
0: And and seeing as how we're really not sure when that match is going to take place, uh, I think it'd be time to, for Trivia and the guys and the higher-ups at the top of Report to give these guys a call to have them join us on the show like it was going to be before, but we couldn't get – we couldn't get together with the both of them. Mm-hmm. So I send the word out to the both of them, have them get on the show and, you know, talk back and forth about this. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. One, other thing, one other thing, too, that I happened to see a couple days ago, Flash Waller. Mm-hmm. I guess he's answering the challenge of Lucas Chase calling him out. And now Flash Waller wants a um, an Iron Man match.
2: Yes, um, I actually uh, ring announced at a uh, WCWE show uh, uh, not too long ago. It was one of the last ones I did. And uh, Lucas Chase is uh, also their champion over there. And Flash Waller was in attendance uh, that night. And as Lucas Chase was coming out to uh, defend his WCWE championship in a match, uh, the two of them, uh, their eyes crossed, and uh, they had a little stare down. I didn't know if we were going to get a little fireworks before the actual match between the two of them, but it was a little tense there for a minute. So uh, it looks like uh, the two of them are going to continue their rivalry, and as soon as things pick back up again, I would love to see that match. You know, yeah. Mike had- Waller has been improving week by week, month by month. He's, he's, he's going to be a star one day. And Lucas Chase, he he, he doesn't care, you know. He's he's mean. He's tough. He's strong, and it, it's going to be a clash of styles, and it's going to be a very good match whenever that happens.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing something like that. I mean, I haven't really seen much of Lucas Chase in the past, so definitely looking forward to seeing something like that. Absolutely. Um Greg, anything anything else for Matt?
1: <coughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I, I was also going to mention, I'm um, just kind of curious if they're going to be filming something. Um, I know you had said that they're doing matches, um, you know, from closed sets and empty arenas. Um, I had seen a promo with uh, Haven um, challenging um, collusion to a street fight. Um, would that happen to be another one of these matches that are being, um, you know, Taped at a, a undisclosed closed arena to be also put out on video, because the way that <laughs> yes. they were speaking, you know, James was like, "Yeah, and you're gonna see, a, you know, a different haven like you've never seen before."
2: Yes, and uh, I can I can tell you, the, I'll, I'll give you the full breakdown. Uh, Paradise Alley, we're, we're doing a couple things. We're doing the full dread, a big gym match from an undisclosed location. Uh, we're also going to be posting uh, two best of PAPW. Uh, compilation um videos to the youtube page oh, okay. uh that would include the first and currently only uh PAPW ladder match uh so i don't know if you may have missed that i know i don't i don't think i was involved with PAPW at the time so i would love to see that and then <clears throat> hopefully when uh things get back going again we can have another ladder match you know if it's if uh you know the feedback is well received from what we post on the best stuff. But then, uh, going back to uh, your original point, Nuggies. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do know that uh, the hatred and collusion once again uh, will be uh, an empty arena match taking place once again from an undisclosed location. Uh, and again, you know, just like uh, Bull Dread and Big Jim, this was something that just couldn't wait. You know, these two guys don't like each other, and they need to close the chapter. You know, it needs to be closed. And so, uh, again, you know, we would love to do these matches in front of fans, but at the same time. There's so much animosity between these two teams. I I, I I, wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, with the fans, you know, knowing what these two teams right. want to do to each other. Right. So, again, it kind of, you know, in a weird way, it kind of works out because, you know, they'll be able to beat the crap out of each other however the heck they want. And you guys will still be able to see it. And I know a lot of people are self-isolating right now and quarantining. So... We just want to, at the same time, we want to let these guys, you know, get out all the animosity, all the all the hatred, and let them take care of their business. And at the same time, give all you guys, the fans, and everyone something to look forward to while we're waiting for all this to blow over.
1: Okay, so, and, and if I and if I can make a little suggestion, I, I maybe um, you know Mario or Paul. Um, are maybe listening to this, or we can forward this segment. Um, I I think what we definitely need to make sure happens, Um, obviously, you you couldn't be at the undisclosed locations, but I think you need to be taped um, introducing the matches and announcing the winners of each of the matches. Um, They can pre-tape it, and that way, you know, you don't know who wins, but I I think that needs to be added to both the matches because, you know what, it's not a PAPW match if... If Matt, the court's not introducing the, the competitors and announcing the winner.
2: Absolutely. And yep. thank
1: you very much, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, and, and like I
2: said, I'm on call. You know, so uh, I if they want me to be involved in it, you know, any way I can, I'll definitely be open to it. And if I can add something to it, I'd be more than happy to do so. So cool. I'm, just as, I'm just as
0: excited as you to see how this all turns out. That's for sure. Now, Matt, were some of these matches going to be <laughs> scheduled
2: for the May 9th hardcore show? Um, you, you know, I'm not too sure. Uh, that was still forming. I know there was a hardcore theme to it. I believe uh, uh, Bull and Jim, uh, that, that was probably scheduled to either take place at that one or it might have actually been scheduled to take place at the uh, April show that we unfortunately had to cancel as well. So, but, uh, but either way, I think, um, I think it was, they were targeted for one of those two. I'm pretty sure the same goes for, uh, Haven and collusion too, but again, just given the circumstances, you know, we had to call an audible and, you know, with, with the way these, you know, those two, the people involved in those two matches don't like each other. You know, we had to, we had, we had to let them get it out sooner rather than later. So that way we can start fresh, um, once things do pick back up.
0: So, yeah, I don't know so yeah but you know, like greg said you know it's not it's not a PAPW match unless you're here at matt to court i mean i just i i really wasn't into too many um independent shows like a year and a half two years ago and then when mario opened up the show opened up his place a lot of people don't realize and I don't know if Matt knows this as well, but I was the very first person to interview um, the most marketable man in wrestling.
2: Richard Holiday.
0: Yes. And uh, Mar- Mario said to Rich when, when I interviewed him at the school, he said, you got to listen to this guy cause this guy can make or break your career. And that was, that was something real big with Mario. And I've had nothing but respect and admiration for for Mario from the first time that I met him. Because, like you said, he didn't want to do my show when I first mentioned it to him. When I had the right. show with Wallingford. This was before Greg joined. And uh, he didn't want to do the show. So I waited like two or three weeks. And I contacted him again. And he's like, all right, I'll come on and do it. And Mario was telling people at the fan fest when he was inducted into the uh, New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2014, he was telling people at the fan fest that I was the reason why he got back into the business because I went over to him and he said he sat me down in the corner and said, Mario, tell me some stories. And he started talking, got into it, enjoyed it. I was really surprised, shocked, and honored when Mario mentioned me in his Hall of Fame speech, which was, um, which was a big thing for me because he mentioned me right after he mentioned Harley Race, so that was, that was an honor as well.
2: Uh, absolutely. And and, uh, and Mr. Trivia, I'm glad that, you know, you played your role in getting him back into it because I wouldn't be in my position if this wasn't for Mario Mancini and, and all the PAPW family, Big Steve, Roma, yep. uh, Paul Perez, Big Daddy. Um, and even um even a shout out to Mark Adam Agarty. You know, if it wasn't for those guys, you know, helped nurture me along the way and gave me this opportunity, I wouldn't be talking to you two guys right now. So yeah, you know, uh, very happy to be involved and you know, just Really chomping at the bit to get started again. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Uh, now let let me get your your um, your take on how do you think Raw and SmackDown and NXT are working out with no fans? Oh. The, well, first off, I got to
2: say, you know, first and foremost, you know, I know it's not the ideal situation, but you know, I really appreciate those guys coming out there and giving us something to look forward to, you know, on a week-to-week basis, you know, something new to do and, and, and watch. Um, that said, you know, I really miss the fans, you know, uh, just you know, when they, when there's a big move, you know, you expect that ooh, the ah, the holy s, yes, holy, you know, all the chance and and you don't get that now, and it and it does take something away from it as a fan and right now. I really appreciate it, but you know, that...